begin to examine ourselves, and, and no rivers had come. In Cape Town, we understand no rivers had come. I remember day zero, like one or two days from when we were going to have no more water. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Angus Buckham came to Cape Town. And he got up in a meeting that they had, and he prayed. And within the next week, rain began to come. So, so, so you think, you think, ah, oh, that was just a fluke. Angus Buckham just recently went up to the George Oteran place because they had had no water for a long time. The farmers were actually killing their uh, whatever they bred because they didn't have water and they'd rather kill them and eat them than allow them to die out in the, what looked like a desert. Angus Buckham went up there. He preached. He prayed. The water came down. When we live in a famine, we have the ability to fill our wells. We have the ability. And a lot of these wells in those days had been blocked up by the Philistines. And so we find that in our lives, in our work situations, in our families, in our, in our friends, we find that they block the well that we have. And we don't do anything about it. We continue to... Where's my well? Okay. Okay, thanks. I take a medication in the morning... And, unf yeah. and I, unfortunately, it dries my mouth up. So let's, what is a well? You know, we all talk about unblocking the well and helping the well, and we all talk about those things. But in those days, a well was symbolic of a life source. It was life where there was famine. It was, a, it was a source of community. And that's what we as Christians need to be, is a life source in our community. When there are those that don't understand and don't know Jesus or once walked in a relationship with Jesus and now are struggling, we need to be that community that brings life in their lives. We need to look for opportunities. We need to, they would come to that well every single day. Well, they had to. They had to water their livestock. They would come there every single day. They would get together. They would spend time together while the animals were watered. Are we doing that? Are we, are we the life source that God is looking for to impact and to change the community that we live in. You know an amazing thing we're going to read just now in John 4. Jacob's well was still there. Jacob's well was half the depth when Jesus arrived to what it was in these days that we're reading about. I want to ask you, is, is your well staying deep? Is it staying deep? There's only one way it can stay deep. And that's in God. In the things that we do. In God. Spend time listening to God. Saturating ourselves with the Word of God. Meditating on the Word of God. Being those that, uh, that are different because of what the, the Word of God says. So in Genesis 26 and 15 it says... So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham and the Philistines stopped them up, filling them with earth. So we have two things here. The enemy can fill your well with rubbish 
Or we can, through neglect, allow our wells to dry. You have sins of commission and you have sins of omission. Guys, don't be caught out with the sins of omission because you think they're okay. They're not okay. I've, I've been through times in my life where I've really struggled. But you know what? I didn't give up. I continued to push through. Continue to, I, I remember a time in my life when I was really sick. And I prayed and I said, Lord, please, can you hold me? Because I can't hold on to you any longer. Please hold me. I can tell you that when you pray like that, God is quick to answer. The enemy will contaminate your well. What they did in those days was when the Philistines would push the Jewish guys back, they would take a dead donkey and throw it down the well. And that well would be so contaminated that they could not use it. And we can allow ourselves to become, become contaminated. We don't need to be those people that are living with our lives contaminated. I've just thought of something that's not an announcement. Elise, I wonder if you could come up here quickly. In the church, we like, we just blunder along. And I, I'm so glad that you asked about this. Elise comes from Milk Boss, Josh Jen. She's come to stay in Brackenfell, and she believes that God has told her to be a part of this congregation. It's a bit further if you want to go surfing, but I, I wonder if the elders could just come up quickly. We want to pray. And guys, I know there are other guys that are, are here uh, from other congregations that God has moved you. If you want to be prayed in, right now you can run up or you can think about it and then come and speak to us. But we're going to pray at least in this morning. I think it's wonderful. So let's do that. You guys do it. Yeah. Here comes another one. Hey, Jared, you biscuit. Jared's just lowered our age by about half. Yeah. What? He hasn't got a fridge. <laughs> At least might have a fridge. <laughs> But you know what, guys? We cannot allow the enemy to contaminate our wells. We can't. And it happens so easily and so quickly. When you get offended or there's offense in your life, you're allowing your well to be contaminated. Sons of life. Sons of life. Let me tell you, when you go into a hospital and there's a sign that says babies or old age. If you go to the old age home, I'm not there yet. It's quiet. It's quiet. If you go 
to the baby section. There is noise. And parents are like, oh, please keep quiet. Guys, we want life. And it's got nothing to do with physical age. It's got to do with our heart towards the Lord. So we can, we can allow our wells to be silted up. This Jacob's well is half of the depth that it used to be. It used to be 150 meters, now it's 75. It's vital to keep these wells. Shallow wells, I want to tell you, shallow wells dry up when we live in a drought or a famine. They dry up. I, I believe that to unblock a well, we have to really be a radical people. We've got to say, no matter what it takes, I'm going to unblock this well. Listen, there are big rocks down there. There is sand down there. If you've ever dug a well, who's dug a well yet? There we go. Look at those. The visitors have got their hands up here, and we haven't. If you have ever dug a well, you know what I'm talking about now, how difficult it is to dig that well. It can be extremely dangerous too. What do I mean by radical? I mean ushering in the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. When Jesus is your Lord, there's only one king, and that's him. When we find ourselves wavering as to what decision we should make, we should be going to Jesus and saying, what do you want me to do? I love it when we get people like Elise who come here and say, God has told me to be here. They've heard God. Sometimes people come, and I also love you, Jared. You also. <laughs> but people come, and they, when you talk to them, they're saying, oh, we're just checking out a whole lot of churches, and then we're going to pick the one that we want, and we'll go there. And normally it's where they've got the best children's ministry. We're going to go there. Guys, they haven't heard God. God doesn't speak like that. He says, you go where I place you, whether you like it or not. I'm the king, and I rule in your life. Is that good, eh? We need to be people full of courage. Yo, this is going to be hard. Let me tell you, when I came here from Durbanville, I thought, whoa, this is going to be hard. But I love and appreciate these people now like you cannot believe. They are loyal. They are loving. They are caring. We have a bring and share. There's always too much food. There's never a shortage of food. If something happens to you, you get so many meals that you have to eventually tell them, please stop. These guys care for you. I'm not saying Durbanville doesn't. I had a, a triple bypass operation while I was in Durbanville. We got food for over a month. I think it was partly because Patty had her ear bitten off at the same time. So it's really difficult for Patty to hear what the Spirit is saying. <laughs> yeah, you want to cut my hair now, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Babes, you need to be able to dig your well regardless of circumstances. At least I can hide my scar. Oh, she, she's got her hair hiding the... 
But you know what? She, she doesn't hide it anymore. At first she did. And I, I really felt the Lord say, just keep picking on it. Keep telling people. So that eventually she gets to the place where it's, ah, uh, you want to see my, the children. They love coming. Let me see your ear. And they're not scared to say, ooh. Genesis 26 and verse 18. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Isaac because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. I don't know if I'm saying these words right, but just believe me. He moved on and named it Rehoboth. He dug another well. And that meant, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Guys, we need to flourish. And it's not dependent on circumstances. It's not dependent on people around us. There's nothing wrong with going to a leader and saying, listen, please help me work through this. There's nothing wrong with going to a saint and saying, please, can you help me with this? Community around the well. We help each other. We gather so that we can help one another. We all know Acts 2, 42 to 47. We know what it says. They devoted themselves. We need to be a devoted people. When we devote ourselves, there will be water in our well. Yo. So what do we do? These, we need to start by cleaning out our personal well. And I think this is what I saw the, the comms had spoken about. Cleaning out our personal well. So what's our personal well? It's to remain fresh. It's to remain focused. It's to remain motivated. If you're feeling dry and you feel that your well is not where it should be, I wonder if you could just stand up. We're trusting the Holy Spirit to be here. Don't be afraid. Stand up. Yes, Lord. We thank you for those that are standing right now, Lord. It's not by my words. It's by your power. Not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. I pray for these people right now. Bring your power, Lord. Bring your power, Lord. Yes, yes. Feel it flooding through you. If there's marriage problems, if there's relational problems, if there's work problems, Lord, right now, just come in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. And folk, you can sit down again. I just... I believe that God has started something in you right now. But that's not the end of it. You have to now begin to walk that thing out. When people lay their hands on you and you think, okay, I'll walk out here. I'm perfect. I'm fine. That's where it starts. I remember when I was in that place and I was really sick, I got a friend of mine to come in. was the right-hand man of Ronald Bonker. And I said, please, come and pray for me because... I've got a demon, and I can't shake this thing. So three and a half hours later, lots of sweat, lots of shouting. 
He said to me, Roland, you don't have a demon. And I was really disappointed because to get a demon to go is much easier than to have to walk something through in your life. You can have people praying for you. You can't do it on your own when you feel like that. You can't. So you need people to be walking alongside you. You need people to be saying, hey, come on, we, we've, we've got it for you. And they can only say that out of a place of having been refreshed themselves. You know what? If, if, if people come to you and they say, can you pray for me? And we're going to look at it just now. The, and, and you should have that river gushing up and out of you. If you don't have that, it's going to feel like the person has gone to the riverbed and licked the sand. And that's what you have to give to them. A mouth full of sand. So we need to clean our personal well. Uh, husbands. Husbands. Fathers. You've got to dig that well down. For your family. I think it's, it's an indictment against men that ladies are the ones that pray. Ladies are the ones that hold up the families. I believe it's wrong. Men need to rise up and be what God has called them to be. Yes, your wife has been called to stand alongside you and to help you to dig that well. But let me tell you, you need to be in the front. You know, you know what? When you stand before Jesus one day, they're gonna, Jesus is going to say to you, so what did you do with your family? What did you do with your family? And is your answer going to be, oh, I screamed at her, I shouted at her, I didn't give her anything, I wasn't generous, I was stingy, I'm, I'm not the sort of person that I should have been. There are also ladies here that are single. And the word says they can go to Jesus, who will become their head. And I really, I honestly believe that elders need to stand alongside those ladies. And we will be called to account if we don't look after those ladies. This morning I saw Bernadette, and my heart just jumped. She is such a wonderful lady. She's been struggling with her health. I thank the Lord that she's here now. She is such a blessing in the life of this church. Our children, I won't even go there. Tian and Kuli have just got themselves into a whole lot of prayer. Who knows? When you've got children, you've got to pray, and you've got to pray a lot. Hey, I had born-again sons, and I was praying, and they were misbehaving. Children. But hopefully they come to the place where they break through, and they begin to dig their own well. And they're not having to live in mom and dad's well. How's this one? The well of your calling. What God has called you to. Andrew said to us recently at a directing elders uh, get together. He said, if somebody dies and they have not fulfilled their call in God, he believes when they stand before Jesus, it's not going to go easy. I don't even want to go there because uh, the story of the talents, the last guy who just looked after him, actually says out into darkness. I want to urge you guys to, to, to walk in what God has called you to. If you feel God's called you to pray for people, pray for them. 
If you feel God has called you to study His Word and, and help others understand it, do that. And you know what? It's not all just spiritual stuff. There's secular stuff too. If God has called you to work in the workplace, you better do it the very best that you can. Because you don't do it for yourself. You do it unto the Lord. And you do it because you're digging a, digging a well. You know what? I, I unfortunately work full-time for the church. Not unfortunately. I'll tell you why. I have very few unsaved friends. I'm surrounded by born-again believers. And so I want to encourage you this year that you break out of that and begin to reach out to people. If we all reach one person, we double the size of the church. We need to begin to have a love and a, a, a thrusting out so that we can begin to, to love those and care for them. John 4 and verse 11 to 15, it says, Sir, now it's the, the Samaritan woman speaking to Jesus. The woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well? So you see, it's the, it's the same well. Are you digging a well that your children can live in when you pass on? Same well. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep them there. You know what, in this church, are we digging a well that people can come and drink? Are we digging a well that people think, I want to be there? Things happen in that church. Where people become springs with the help of other saints, with the help of the leaders, with the help of the Holy Spirit. We need to be digging a well that's attractive and fragrant to those that don't know Him. We need a deep well for the Holy Spirit to flow in our lives. We see what He says here. Jesus, in Matthew 16 and verse 17, He says, Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by Father in heaven. Well, why? Why is that important? Because you know what? Men, Roland preaching on Sunday, didn't give me what I've got. It's come by revelation from my Father in heaven. Are, are, you, are you going for that? Another, another part of your will is tradition before truth. Are you, trying to, are you walking in tradition instead of living in the truth of God's Word? It will clog up your well. People often, they say, this is who I am. And I say to them, I don't care who you are, but what has Jesus Christ called you to be? I used to say that. This is who I am. And then I realized I have character flaws that need to change. I can't stay, this is who I am. I have to begin to change into, in Christ. Uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to fit this in. Um, <laughs> just in the last two weeks, I just had a, um, a picture of something that stood out to me from a talk that I heard. If we look at ambition, it takes us quite far, especially what we can do in our capacities. We can go really far. And um, it's, it's good because ambition has taken a lot of people up Mount Everest. And if you take Mount Everest, do you know how many bodies are there on Mount Everest? 
Do you know, there are ambitious people like you and I that's dead on the top of Mount Everest. And uh, there's limits to what we can do physically. They could get up, but they couldn't get down. Storm came, whatever the scenario was. And um, the difference between training and maybe for extended periods of time and our own human ambition is there's a limit. But with the Holy Spirit, there isn't a limit. There's a limit that we set on the Holy Spirit, and we actually got to take off that limit. And for the Holy Spirit to achieve what He wants to achieve in our lives, we've got to remove that limit. And we've got to ask the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, please come and remove that limit. Come and do so much more in our lives. Come and do what is impossible in my own strength. Because we are actually quite weak compared to the Holy Spirit. And so it's only by His Holy Spirit that we can conquer the highest mountain. We can actually get down alive. We can carry on to the next battle and the next battle and the next battle. And if we take our workplaces, if we're only running our businesses in our own strength, we can get this far. You know, profits might be good, sometimes bad. We might be servicing a client. We might be losing clients. But there's a limit that we have. But with the Holy Spirit, it's when we start asking insight, when we start giving the Holy Spirit space in our lives that we can actually go way beyond what we are able to do in our lives. If you look at Peter, Peter in the Gospels, you look at Jesus, when he, when he said to Peter, basically he gave the church in the, in the hands of a bunch of idiots, really. But then he gave his Holy Spirit, and then they went way beyond actually what Jesus impacted in his time. Because what we are able to do in the flesh is limits. But with the Holy Spirit, we can go way beyond, not what we want to do, but what He wants to do through us. And we've got to open our hearts for Him. We're going to say, Holy Spirit, come and baptize us. I want that. I want that well which, the, which you are able to give me. I want to dig deep into that well, and I want life. I want rivers of life because I actually want to impact the nations. I want to impact my areas. I want to make a difference where I work, where I live, where I actually are dreaming of being. I want to not just be good in my own strength because as I die, that will die with me. I actually want the Holy Spirit to do something that is lasting, not to bear my name, but actually to bear His name and to actually be a legacy of people that has gone with me and gone further into His kingdom by His Holy Spirit. If we're just sitting here and we're just thinking about, Lord, what is the cool prophetic calling and the prophetic picture that I have, we are actually limiting ourselves to what the last person has said to us. We sometimes, I've heard a recent talk, it says we've got to lay down sometimes our prophetic words sometimes to actually go into what God has called us to. And um, I'm not saying that those aren't true, but actually we've got to be very careful that those things don't actually damage us, to actually limit us to what God can do. Because that's maybe a snippet of what God wants to do in our life. And we place our whole life and gear our life and we're going to be ready for that prophetic word. But actually, God wants to do way more than that. And um, so I want to encourage us to remove the limits that we set on our hearts, to allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on us, to say, Holy Spirit, come and baptize me if I'm not baptized because I want to do so much more for your kingdom. I want to not live for myself. I want to actually live for you because you are worth it and actually I'm weak and I'm actually worth it. I'm going to die within this next couple of years in any case. We need to become the spring. We've got to move on from digging to becoming the spring. Neglect those things that we've allowed to influence our walk with God needs to be repented of. And as we worship today, I want to give you the opportunity. Repent of that stuff. And repentance is action. It's, it's, it does something. It's a verb. It's, a, it's not passive, but it's action. So this morning as we worship, let's do that. Lord, come, change me. I want to be like you. I don't want to stay like this. I want to move on. Thank you, Lord.
You can come to the front if you want to worship.
I saw a picture of in Narnia, there's a lion called Aslan, and he's very big and he's very pretty. And I saw a picture of, of this lion, and he, he, it was Aslan, and he was so beautiful. And it, it opened its mouth and it roared. And lions' roars can sometimes be heard from miles around. And I just felt like um, God is always speaking, but we're not always listening, and we must listen where He speaks. So when God speaks, we are ready and that we can do what He wants us to do. Yes, Jesus, you are the Lion of Judah. And this morning you are roaring, Jesus. You are speaking, Jesus. Father, come and do what you need to do as hearts are opened. We listen to the word and we listen to this word from a young girl being obedient and faithful, saying Jesus is roaring like a lion. He's waiting for you. He's speaking. And this morning we glorify you, Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. We praise you, Jesus. We glorify you, Lord. Let's lift up our voices to Jesus this morning. There's none like you, Father. Lord. There's none like you, Lord. What a beautiful name, Lord. What a beautiful King. What a powerful Lord. Glorify you, Jesus. Glorify you, Lord. Um, just as we were in worship, there was a moment where it felt like I saw the Lord, and I was like, "Yo, Lord, like worship is lacking, eh? like it's it's lacking this morning." And I, and I felt the Lord saying, "Like He loves it, but there's certain voices that He's waiting for this morning." Um, and I almost feel like if you're here today and your your body is singing and your voice is singing, but there's something of of your spirit isn't singing this morning. And there's a scripture where where David actually speaks to his spirit and he says, "Like, why are you so downcast? Like, come in." Um, and I feel something of that this morning where if you're in a place where you feel like you can't worship this morning, where your spirit isn't singing the words, like, don't miss this moment. Like, come to the front, grab the person next to you, grab a leader and say, like, just quickly pray for me. Like, I want to worship the Lord in spirit this morning.
just uh, practically, I'll just send the sense the same thing is that during that song we sang about the beautiful name of Jesus. We were singing about salvation. We were singing about our salvation, Jesus on the cross, what he did for us, and, and his beautiful name. And Roland was speaking about the wells, and was speaking out about a dry well, and a shallow well, and a deep well. And maybe you're here this morning, and you don't know what, what, what is the wells about, but you're feeling that there's an emptiness inside you. You need to know that Jesus created you with an emptiness that only he can fill. And that emptiness is a dry well. And you're a long, there's, a, there's a longing for something that only Jesus can fill this morning. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, our King. This morning, if that is you, if, if you're feeling that I've, I've never experienced Jesus... There's a longing in me that, that's not fulfilled. If that is you, we want to pray for you this morning. And I want you to take that bold step. It's a call for salvation. And Jesus has been speaking to you this morning. If that is you, will you please come to the front so that we can pray for you. Is there anybody here this morning? Wow. Praise Jesus. The ladies can just come and just come and stand around and just pray for her. This is such a moment of celebration of the beautiful name of Jesus. It is only He that can fill those empty wells. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Just as they're praying for, why didn't we just reach out our hands to her? This is such a celebration moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. So yeah, if you yeah this morning and you you are saved, but your well is a bit dry, and you want a fresh infilling of the Spirit this morning, of the Holy Spirit this morning, and you want to be prayed for, will you please come to the front? We would love to pray with you. Is there anybody here that wants to be prayed for? Just a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Just a yearning for, for Him to move this morning. Is there anybody? Can you please come to the front? Okay. 
used to play too. From Sender, that's it. On C3. C3, yeah. C3. So we're going to play too. Any of the ladies from Durbanville, they can also come pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit, it's only you that can fill us, Lord. Come and fill the wells. Come and fill the wells, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the wells. Yes, Lord. 